Hello everyone. It's been a long time. So here we are after the new year. It's the 10th of January when I'm recording this and we are 10 days into the new year. And I hope that all of you've had uh, safe and happy holidays this year and last at the end of last year, this winter. I hope you all are staying safe, not just um, in the domestic sense, but also as far as this uh, health issue that we have going on worldwide. Do the things that you need to do to take care of yourself. Eat right, get sleep, get your vaccines if it's appropriate for you to do that. And remember to continue to social distance so that we don't spread this disease and we can help reduce the number of people who are getting COVID. <clears throat> and today, I have something that I wanted to talk about. This happened uh, maybe like a week or two ago. And um, I've been thinking about it. And I wanted to share it with you because I think it's important. So if you've been listening to my podcast, and particularly the ones where I talk about my experience... In my early podcast, I had said that I never really got an apology, that for some reason the people who have abused me never really felt that it was appropriate to apologize. Um, and so, yeah, something strange happened. Now, let me just preface this, and I'm going to go into it in a little bit more detail, but, um, you know, when we're in a situation like this, you always want somebody to say you're sorry or they're sorry um, when they do something wrong to you. It's In our society, that's what's acceptable. Um, and so, uh, you know, I didn't even, whatever, you know, it just felt like the people who did these things to me didn't even have enough respect for me to be socially proper, I guess. I don't know what the right word is, but anyway, so here's what happened. Um, by the way, I'm really busy. So if you hear a lot of ding dongs going on in the background, I got a lot of things going on, but I'm really, uh, I'm squeezing this in. So I apologize for any kind of weird background sounds that you hear. Um, so a couple weeks ago, um, my daughter called me, this was right before Christmas. She called me and told me that her father was sick. He's the one who was abusive to me, the, my ex-husband and so he he got COVID and then he got pneumonia on top of that so he was really really sick and he lives in a different state from me and she lives near him so um she's calling me asking me what to do and I'm kind of talking her through it and so on and so forth well eventually she ends up taking him to the hospital now this man has never been sick he's basically a healthy person. He, he doesn't smoke. He's not overweight. He's not a diabetic or any other, have any other kind of conditions that would make him high risk. To the best of my knowledge, he's got, you know, his blood pressure's good, but he does work a lot. And so he doesn't necessarily get the rest that he needs. And, um, I also found out that, uh, in his work environment, he has a workshop and people go in there, his co-workers, they go into his workspace to smoke and not, you know, be, have to smoke in the cold, which I don't, there's a side note, but I don't know how they can do that because 
in the state, you're not supposed to be smoking inside public buildings. I, I don't know. But anyway, usually they would make somebody smoke outside. But he has this small area where people come in and smoke. And of course, when you're smoking, you're not wearing a mask. And he was also somebody who didn't believe in the vaccine, which I don't really want to get into the political side of it. You believe what you believe, but, um, you know, I personally have had the vaccine and I did it because I traveled in the fall and I wanted to see my kids and grandkids. And I just didn't know what was going to happen at the airport regarding travel and the restrictions for non-vaccine people. So I, that's why I did it. Um, but I'm glad that I did it now because there's this been a lot of people around me getting it again. So that's my little side note. Um, so anyway, he's in the hospital, not doing very well emotionally because he's never been in this situation. So, um, I guess a couple days in, he, he called me and I answered the phone. I knew who it was. I answered the phone. And before any conversation even started, he starts saying, Jenny, I'm so sorry. And I mean, he's crying. He's literally crying. And he said, he's so sorry. He should have stayed with me. And all these other, I guess, butterfly effect things that have happened to the kids through the years. He's said, you know, that some of these things never would have happened if he'd have just stayed with me. And he called his, um, she's his ex-wife now. Uh, they've been divorced for about four, four years. Um, he called her Satan and just said she was the devil and he never should have left with her and was having true regrets. And so anyway, he talked for a while about different things and I just mostly listened you know and said mm -hmm, and that kind of thing I did you know have some questions for him and talk to him about a couple of things it was a civilized conversation but um when when he called I almost I almost cried I could feel my eyes welling up and I fought the tears um because I really truly never expected that and I think that in the moment he truly believed he was sorry but here's the thing now granted this was a very long time ago we're talking almost 30 years ago when he left and I've said this before and I'm gonna say it again I mean it, it did touch me but stepping back and being rational, I know that it's very, very, very possible once he gets back on his feet and he's feeling better and his life is back to his normal routines, that apology may not mean as much. It could. I, I don't want to doubt that he can't, you know, have changes in his life. And maybe he did have a come to Jesus moment. Maybe he, you know, because he thought he might die, you know, he thought about things that he's done in his life and it could be a turning moment, but people are people. And even though people can change, I've said this before somewhere. I don't know if I've said it on this podcast. I might've said it in some groups that I participate in. We have a dynamic between us that's well established and hypothetically I'm not leaving 
the person that I'm with now to go back to my ex-husband that I haven't been with for close to 30 years. That would be just dumb. I love the man that I'm with. Um, he loves me and we have a great relationship and I'm not stupid enough to jeopardize that. But even in the future, because God knows what's going to happen between, I'll just say the three of us, because in my case, there's three people involved, me and two other men. I would still never, ever, ever live in the same household as my ex-husband because of the dynamic that we have in the past. It's, you know, there's this established pattern between the two of us way, way, way back that is not healthy. It's toxic. And I've worked way too hard to allow myself to get back into the, a situation like that particularly with the specific person. And, and I felt that way with my, my mother, too. I mean, she's passed away, but at the end there, there were times when I would be at her house for a couple days at a time, and I had to, I want to say, stay on my guard, but not in the same way. I had to watch her, and I had to watch me, too, to make sure that, you know, those old patterns didn't, start again and for me to respond the way I would have you know while I was brainwashed and I'm saying the same thing with my ex now the advantage that I have is that there's a great distance of time between when we were actively living together and today um but I just want to reiterate that well, this is where I want to talk about apologies and domestic violence because, you know, apologies can be used to manipulate or to victim blame. And, and that's really what I think is so important about this because, you know, there's people who constantly say they're sorry, but if you watch them, they're still doing the same things that they're apologizing for. So if, if you have somebody that is you know, not treating you properly, and they're, they're always saying, I'm sorry, but they keep doing the same thing, you really need to question the sincerity of that apology. Are they really sincere? Or are they just saying, I'm sorry, to shut you up, or to manipulate you into continuing on with your patterns so that nothing has to change, you know, and they can continue on being rotten people, and doing the same things that they're doing because every time they say they're sorry, you just accept it at face value. So there's that. But then the other side of apologies, and I've seen people do this and I think it's a really shitty thing to do, is um, when somebody apologizes and they'll say something to the effect of, I'm sorry I hit you, but you just made me so mad. Or I'm sorry I didn't um, take care of you the way that I should have, but you know, you're for whatever reason, to justify their abusive behavior. And that, you know, there's no, that's not a, an apology. That is victim blaming. That is shifting responsibility for someone's actions back onto the victim. And it's wrong. And so this is why I really, really wanted to talk a little bit more specifically about apologies and domestic violence, because sadly, it's, it's one of those things that should be healing. It really should be healing. If you do something wrong and you're, you're sincere in your apology, that apology is meant to mend the relationship. But when you use it for manipulative purposes, 
it does damage not just between the relationship, but it also does damage internally to the victim because then they start questioning their own worth, their own value, their own actions, their, you know, and, and it distorts the value of the apology. And it, you know, some of this stems from childhood, I think, you know, we teach children when they're little, you know, if they do something mean to their sister or their friend or the dog or mom and dad or whatever, we sit now and say, you're sorry. And you know, you've all seen it. You've all heard it. You've probably done it if you have children, but we really need to teach our children the sincerity of, of an apology. I remember one time, and this was my mom, um, she became disabled as she got older. She couldn't get around as well. And she had a building on her property that was condemned. And I was up there helping her empty the, the building out. So we were going through boxes and things. And there was a lot of trash, just junk that wasn't any good anymore. And I was hauling things to the back of her house um, where she had a burn barrel. And this building was kind of on the side towards the front. So she was in the building and I was in the back. Well, while I was back there and I was only gone for like maybe 15 minutes, she slipped and fell and she couldn't get back up. Well, And she's hollering for me, but she's inside a building. So I didn't hear her. And when I came back around, I saw her laying on the ground. And despite my feelings towards her as a mother, I still respected her. And of course, I, I was helping her. I didn't have any Ill, Ill will toward her. And I, you know, her disability was real. It wasn't something that she was just playing up. So I knew when she fell down on the ground that she couldn't get up for real. And, you know, it's just wrong to leave somebody on the ground. Well, anyway, um, I just felt bad about it because I really sincerely did not hear her hollering for me. And, and she was sitting there and I was, I felt so bad you know, and I kept saying, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I couldn't hear you. And, um, I was thinking too, what if she'd have been out there alone? Cause she had had 10 acres of land and there was nobody around and she was alone a lot. And which is one of the reasons why I was there a lot. Um, but <laughs> funny thing is I couldn't pick her up. She was like dead weight. She couldn't do anything to help or she wouldn't, I don't know. But we ended up calling the ambulance and they came and picked her up. And she had told the people who were helping her that, you know, I tried to get her up and I just couldn't do it by myself and that I was really, truly sorry. So she believed my the sincerity of my apology, which is, is good because I was sorry, you know, and I can tell you there were times when she didn't. And of course, I may not have been 100% sorry, um, you know, like maybe apologizing to avoid her wrath. But in this particular case, a lot of things had changed. I mean, I could easily take four or five steps away from her and she wouldn't have been able to get me. So, you know, the power that had shifted as far as dominance was concerned in a physical way. And I think she knew that. But I didn't use it. You know, I didn't say, well, I could have, I could have, if I wanted to be like her, I could have blamed her for falling, you know, but I didn't want to be that way. I really, truly was sorry about it. So there's, there's times when you can be sincere in your apology. And I think apologies are really, really important. And in truth, the apology that I received from my ex, it does mean something to me. I just don't want to give it more weight than what it could really 
hold and how it will affect me. I still can't trust him. I have it hasn't been long enough to see if there's a difference and uh, you know quite honestly because of so many things that have changed through the years there may never be a difference. But I can tell you in this conversation that I did see one thing change. When we were young and our children were young and the way he used to talk to me, I asked him one time if he wanted his daughters to be treated that way by somebody. And he said to me something to the effect of, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, you know, he just couldn't see it. Like there was nothing wrong with what he was doing to me. That has changed. One of my children did have a partner who would speak to her very similarly to how he spoke to me, just demeaning, like he was better than her. And to the best of my knowledge, he never put his hands on her. But I did find out that when they finally broke up, and I'm grateful for that, when they finally did break up, her ex did a really shitty thing to her. And I didn't know, I knew that they broke up, but I didn't know the dynamics of it. And um, it was basically a situation where she went to work in the morning and when she came home, she was locked out of the house and come to find out he rented a U-Haul, took all of her things and dropped it off at her friend's house and didn't bother to tell her. I don't understand that. She's a sweet person. She's a tiny thing. I mean, it's not like she can overpower him or something. I don't know what provoked him to be so nasty about it, but he did. And that was the turning point for her father. He really didn't like the way he did that to her. He thought it was dirty and um, can't stand that man now. So I do think he's starting to see things in, in a healthier way. But like I said, it's been a long time. I don't know him the way I used to know him as far as what's going on in his head now and things that he's done through the years. And quite frankly, as far as my life is concerned, I don't care. I do care in the capacity that he is my children's father and things that happen to him affect them. I care in that respect. I care in the respect that he's another human being and I just personally believe that God don't like ugly. And for myself, I think it's healthier for me to not sit here and stew on the things that he's done to me. Um, and I'm grateful that I've had the past almost 30 years to clean out the junk from my brain and learn to live a happier life. So that's my two cents on what I think about apolo uh, apologies. I do hope that everyone is living um, a healthy, safe life right now. Please stay safe in all ways. And if you happen to know somebody or if you are in a situation of domestic violence, please call the domestic violence hotline. I'll have the number in the description below. That's my thoughts for today. Stay safe, take care, and I'll try to get back to you sooner than I've been doing lately. Bye-bye.